America's largest all-sports radio station presents the number one motorsport show for two decades, Track Talk, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Here are the racing boys, Scott Trailer and Kirk Elliott. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB and RBN, the Race Boys Broadcasting Network. I'm Scott Trailer. This guy right here across from me is Kirk Elliott. We're the Racing Boys. Got Blake back at Sports Radio 810 WHB turning the dials. Also got Adam and Todd working here at Racing Boys HQ. You know, I always say that we've got a great show lined up. Folks, today is a day of greatness. Today we are going to have on the 2021 Lucasville ASES National Tour Champion and three-time winner of the Short Track Nationals down at Little Rock, Arkansas. Blake Hahn will join us here in uh, just a little bit. Also, if you haven't heard the news, this week the Lucas Oil ASCS and ASCS as a whole has been sold. And I'm very excited and pleased to announce that the new owner of the ASCS American Sprint Car Series is Terry Maddox. Been pulling for Terry to end up with ASCS for several years now. And um, the future is bright for ASCS. We'll get into all of that in a little bit. Also, Lee Spencer's going to check in with us, as usual, each and every week. And last night's winner from the Fall Fling, night number one of the Fall Fling down at Creek County in Sepulpa. Actually, it's Kellyville, if you really want to know the truth. Um, Seth Bergman picked up night number one. It's a two-day show, the Fall Fling. They'll be on Racing Boys tonight if you want to watch it. You can watch it all live on RacingBoys.tv tonight, probably Action gets underway probably around 7 o'clock, I would think. Anyway, Seth Bergman picked up the win last night in pretty dominating fashion. And Seth Bergman will join us tonight, or I mean today, on the show. And then Austin O'Neill, our own producer, is down at the All-American 400 in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you're a pavement racer, you're going to love this segment. Because the All-American 400 is maybe the greatest late model, asphalt late model race of the year, and Austin O'Neill will check in from it. Him and his dad went down there. You know, his dad, a great late model racer out at I-70 Speedway, Lakeside Speedway, and ran some ASA back in the day. So that ought to be interesting to find out what's going on down at Nashville, Tennessee. Kirk Elliott, how you doing, my friend? You doing all right? You, how you doing? Your blood pressure looks up. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, great. Uh, glad your to, face is a little red this morning. I was happy to uh, get the uh, full weekend in at Kansas Speedway last weekend. It all worked out. But we, we didn't think it would at the at the beginning of the weekend. No, 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 no. Bad Kirk, weather, Kirk, but it Kirk, all worked Kirk, out. Kirk, Kirk, let, don't say we. Say you thought it wasn't going to work out. Because if I remember right last week, you said... There's probably no chance we're going to get that race in on Sunday. That's what she said. That's and, what I and, thought. And, and what did I say back to you when I said that? I can't remember. I said to you, Kirk, I don't worry about rain until it rains. <laughs> until it rains. <laughs> well, I thought, uh, you know, heading into the weekend, we were going to be out there on Monday. But uh, now we got it all in. Kirk, this is just a, a, a little insight into your personality. 
is what well, we're looking at right now. I would just base on it just off the, a little bit of a pessimist. The bad weather forecast they were putting out there—that's what I was listening to. Kirk, Kirk, what are you? Uh, are you? Little, I would just listen to the weather forecasters. Right. Don't listen to them. Well, don't you remember our first race at Lakeside Speedway when they told us that it was going to be one hundred percent chance of severe weather all day on that day of the race? Yeah. Do you about, remember that? About nine days out of the race, they were uh, they saying just that. beat it to death. <laughs> yeah. They beat that weather forecast yeah. to death all the way up till the day before the race. We canceled the race, and what happened? We were standing out in front of Lakeside Speedway with the sun out the day of the race. So from that moment on, I don't. I love Gary Lezak, but I don't put any stock into what weathermen say until it happens. And you know, uh, based on the bad weather forecast heading into the weekend, you had to know it killed the walk-up crowd. But they still had a pretty decent turnout, considering the date on the calendar, which you know, late October, uh, scheduling a Cup race at Kansas Speedway. That can always be a chancy proposition. Thank God it's back in September next year, where it ought to be. Uh, but I thought it was a pretty decent crowd. You had to figure there wasn't, wasn't much of a walk-up crowd last Sunday. Let me just say this about the crowd at Kansas Speedway. And I, and to be honest with you, I think it's more about what's going on in NASCAR right now. I, I do see a trend of more fans going to the races. Yep. And and I think the walk-up crowd would have been a little bit better if it wouldn't have been so cold and windy. No question about it. It was very cold, very windy. Well, first of all, the day started off good. But then about an hour or so before that race, remember, it, the, the weather kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. It got yeah. a little bit chilly. And uh, they, they had, a, you know, a, a little bit of a delay, about 15 minutes, about 12 laps mm-hmm. into the race. Uh, we had to shut it down there for a little bit. But once they got it back up and going again, it was a little bit windy, which uh, caused some issues with a lot yeah. of the drivers out there. Uh, but it turned out to be... Uh, a great day at the end of it, and a great day for Kyle Larson, who picks up his ninth win of the year, and uh, that he's he's got he's got it going on right now. There's just no two ways about it. Can Kirk, he win? Can uh, he win his tenth at the final race at Phoenix here Kirk, next Sunday? Kirk, this is this is what all the fodder in in the motorsports community. If Kyle Larson doesn't win this championship this year, what are people going to say about the point system? But remember last year, what, Kevin Harvick won eight or nine races last year? Won eight races last year, didn't make the final four. And didn't even make the final four. So why would this year be any different than last year? Yeah, and here's why I've said for a couple of weeks now that uh, Larson doesn't have any better a chance of winning at Phoenix than the other three drivers that are going to make it down there. Why? Because most of the races that Larson has won on have been intermediate tracks. He did win at Bristol here a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, the road courses. There are more road courses this year than we've ever had. He won three road races this year. He won and dominated most of the races on the mile-and-a-half racetracks. But Phoenix is a mile racetrack. He's never won at Phoenix. Uh, Other drivers have. Martin Truex Jr. won there in the spring. And uh, I got a favor Truex to win at Martinsville coming up on Sunday because he won there in the spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, you take a look at Denny Hamlin, what he has done. Uh, Both those guys have won at Phoenix. Chase Elliott won there last year. And he looks like he's going to make it into the final four. So if you look at the who the final four drivers are going to be, 
at Phoenix coming up a week from Sunday. Mm -hmm. You can't say that Kyle Larson has any better a shot than the other three drivers that's going to be there to win that championship. You can't say that. Has Larson ever what, – what's the best finish for Larson at Phoenix? Do you know? I think he had a fifth-place finish there. That's the, the best spring, he's ever ran. I believe so. Wow. So it, it's uh, it's a different racetrack. This is the problem so, I've always had with the points system in NASCAR is if you dominate a season and you go to one race at the end of the year and have a flat tire or something bad happen to you. Kurt. That's it. Kurt. Kurt, now, just think back in your memory and go back in time. Have you ever seen somebody win a bunch of uh, races in a, in a season and not win the championship? Have you ever seen that happen before? Yes. I have seen that. So what's the difference between this year and, say, 20 years ago when a guy won a lot of races and didn't win a championship? What well, is the difference between that and now? The difference is... Uh, Kyle Larson, you'd have to say that he has been consistently good all season long. Even if he hasn't, there was a stretch. Kevin uh, Harvick was consistently right. good all last that, year. But he's racing, he was racing on the, the new point championship. Right. I'm saying back in the old days, there were drivers that won eight or nine races, like Ryan Newman in 2003, for example, right. won eight races that year but didn't win the championships because he wasn't consistent enough throughout the rest of the season to win the championship. Uh, this year, Kyle Larson even in the times where he didn't win, mm -hmm. was still running up front. And if he doesn't win the championship, being that consistent all year long, that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. I, I, he, there was no one else in my mind that deserves to win this championship if you base it on season-long performance, which they don't do. But there's no one else that deserves to win this championship than Kyle Larson. If he doesn't win it next Sunday, which I think he's got a one-in-four chance to win it, no better than anybody else, then we're going to look back and say the wrong guy won. Because the next, the next highest winner is four wins. Truex has got four wins. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantee he's going to make the final four. So this is where hey, we're Kirk, at have with you ever heard, system. Have you ever heard this story, uh, th this phrase in your life? Life's not fair. You, you can't always win. Well, they try to make they try to make racing like every other sport. You know, you qualify the regular season for the playoffs. They call it. Well, this isn't like every other sport because you have to you have to figure in the reliability of the race car and consistency through the long haul to win a championship in racing. This is not like other sports. Right. Well, I'm trying I, to make it so, just uh, I don't agree with that. Kirk, you, you're just not into change. You don't like change. Well, I think the change had to happen with the system. The, the you way still the, carry the same briefcase you carried when I met you. With the, with the NASCAR point system in the old days, it needed to change because it didn't have enough emphasis on winning. I agree with that. So the change had to be made with the system, but just to throw everything out and start all over again with the playoff system and what they – first called the chase and all of these kinds of terms i i just i don't agree with that well i i'm i'm the opposite of you i think it's good it brings fringe fans into the sport people that look at our sport and think how does that work now under people now people understand how the playoff system works with nascar 
And I do think it's drawn some people in. I mean, all you have to look now. Listen, don't think for a second I'm not, I'm a fool and don't think that Kyle Larson hadn't drawn a bunch of people in, a bunch of dirt track racers back into the sport. That's the case for sure. For sure, that is the case. But I think NASCAR's also drawn some people in with the playoff uh, system as well. So I'm not like you. I think it's a good idea, and I like it. And you know what? Everybody has to play by the same rules. Are there more people attending NASCAR races now than before the playoffs began? I don't think so. Well, maybe not before the playoffs, but the 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 economy has something to do with that, Kurt. You and I know that there's a lot. There's not a lot of avail, extra available money for people to go out and spend right now. You know that. A lot of people have tightened up their belt a little bit because they're, you know, trying times right now. You look at the price of gas. People don't want to go to the races because the cost of motel rooms, the price of gas. You know, it's very expensive to go on trips right now. All you got to do is look out there. Three dollars seventeen cents for gas right now. Yeah, but you should get motel rooms. You can't stay in a motel six for less than a hundred dollars now. Those rooms used to be fifty dollars. Everything has went up in prices. You just got through saying though there are more fans in the stands at Kansas Speedway than there were like two years ago when the economy was a lot better. There is more fans in the grandstands than there was two years ago. So why is that? I think Kyle Larson has a lot to do with that. Well, no doubt Kyle Larson. But I'm telling you, uh, we're still in in an area to where a lot of fans are still not coming because of the cost. And to be honest with you, the habit of going to the races. People have gotten out of the habit. I talk about that all the time. People get out of the habit of going to the races once they do, they realize, holy cow, we went to that NASCAR race last year. I spent $2,000. If I don't go this year, I'll put the $2,000 back in my pocket. There's a lot of that going on as well. And the technology of the way it's presented on television with the high-level HD setups and the, the way the television covers these races right now yep. uh, are a lot better than what it used to be you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And that makes it a lot easier for people to watch it on their big 70-incher at home instead of going to the racetrack. So the quality of the broadcasts have made it a lot easier for people to stay home. Uh, Ken said the championship is over. Kyle won. We are now having the circus. I don't know about all that. No, it's not over yet. Kyle Larson has not won He's the championship He's not won the championship. No. no. So I hope he does because of the way he's performed all season long. There's no one else that deserves to win this championship mm-hmm. than Kyle Larson. Yep, you and sure. I both agree with that. Right. All right, Kirk, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, grassroots racing a little bit. Last week, Blake Hahn picked up his third short track nationals win. And on top of that, icing on the cake, he won the short track nationals. His third win, he's the champion of the Luxor ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Well-deserving, I think, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, when we sat here last Saturday and talked about who was likely to win the Short Track Nationals, I think both of us agreed Sam Haperteep Jr. was the guy to beat. And uh, we didn't even mention Blake Hahn on this show last week, even though he had won two previous Short Track Nationals championships. But the way that race played out last Saturday night down at I-30 Speedway in Little Rock, uh, Han 
he did a very good job of driving where they he did. ain't. I mean, he used the high side. He dipped low. He went he made everywhere. It work everywhere. I mean, he yeah. just proved again that he knows his way around that racetrack as much as anybody that's ever been mm-hmm. right now. So congratulations to him. Uh, I did think Sam Hayfertip Jr. was the guy to beat, but he wasn't as dominant as he was on the preliminary race on Friday night. Well, Blake won two uh, short track nationals going into that event, picked up his third. That was big. We'll talk to Blake here in just a little bit. Kirk, the big news of the week, I think, you know, I've been traveling with the Luxor ASES National Sprint Car Tour for the last 13 years up and down the road. Emmett Hahn has been the owner of that series since its beginning. And, um, you know, we lost Fuzzy here a few weeks ago. And uh, I, I think uh, Emmett kind of lost his uh, his drive on doing all this work by himself. You know, Fuzzy was his uh, right-hand lady. And... Emmett has sold ASCS, the American Sprint Car Series, to Terry Maddox. I think that's a good move. What do you think? I like it. We might, we probably should say that Emmett is not going anywhere from the Chili. He's still going oh, to be. Oh, Chili Bowl's still on, yeah. Emmett is still going to I be was, the man I, at the Chili Bowl. I was going to get to that, Kurt, yeah. but you, you, you threw me a wheel there. So, anyway, um, what do you think about Terry Maddox? Owning ASCS. Makes a lot of sense. It does. Absolutely. He, he'd already been doing all of the scheduling for the ASCS. Mm-hmm. He's worked in the office. He's flagged the races. He's been there. Done the schedule. Done the scheduling. Now, I thought maybe uh, Matt Ward might also have a shot at that as he was the competition director. I think Matt would, would have liked that to happen. But I think in the end... It came down to the experience of Terry Maddox. There was a couple other players. I won't mention their names. There was a couple other players that were interested in buying ASCS as well. And I think there was some real interest in selling it to one of those other people. Well, Terry has already been promoting races. He's got his own promotion company. He's let me, already let run, me, let me just run tell events. You and Terry and bleeds. He's already been there, done that. Terry bleeds ASCS. Yeah. He knows that series inside and out and i just think that it's a great call to bring terry maddox in as the new um owner of the ascs now there is a young guy too he's not 26 years old yeah very energetic and uh you know i one time i very smart you know fuzzy and i were talking about the future of ascs one time and i i told her i said listen if you guys are going to get somebody to take over ascs down the road that we were just talking in the future. I said, you need to get somebody that's young that can do it for 25, 30 years. Don't get an old guy, you know, that's 60 years old that's only going to run it for six or seven years and then sell it to somebody else. Don't do that. Find somebody that's going to be like Emmett. Stay in there, work hard for the next 25, 30 years, and and just do it right. And I think Terry's the guy to do it. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, I I would have been quite okay with Matt Ward sure. being the race uh, owner, the series owner. But this is the choice they've made. Now, uh, granted, you know, Emmett 
and Matt and their entire family still going to run the Chili Bowl in the shootout, and that's a big challenge. That's a full-time job that's in That's a full-time job in itself, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. So uh, the Chili Bowl, uh, nothing changed there. Uh, the shootout, Emmett still in charge, mm-hmm. and Matt uh, Ward still going to be the uh, competition director of right. those events. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, it's a move that makes sense with uh, Terry Maddox taking things over and uh, I have nothing but uh, a lot of hope and uh, optimism about uh, where the ASCS is going over the next many years. No, I I agree with you, Kirk. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, the new Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour Champion and three-time winner of the Short Track Nationals, Blake Hahn, joins us next right here on Track Talk. My fiancé surprised me with an engagement ring from Shane Company. A simple solitaire ring with a beautiful oval diamond. I love it. I had a vision of what I wanted to do with the wedding bands to create my own look and add even more sparkle. Shane Company has so many options, so it was easy to bring it to life. I got two bands. I selected a diamond contour band to go on one side of my engagement ring and a delicate vintage band to go on the other. It's a unique ring stack, and it fits my style. It's totally me. My fiancé got his wedding band at Shane Company, too. I had no idea what he'd gravitate to, because he never wears jewelry. He tried on lots of rings. Turns out, he really liked a black tantalum band. It's masculine and unique, and it suits his personality. The wedding is really soon, and I can't wait to wear my gorgeous new rings every day. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and Shaneco.com. This is Tammy Romstad, the District Athletic Director for the Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools and proud Kansas Cityan. As someone who has spent 30 years in sports at the high school, community college, NCAA Division I, and international levels, I can absolutely say that sports provides opportunities that will open doors for a lifetime. The future of Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools football has been boosted by the generous equipment donations of the Deep Pasquale Moore Law Firm. Thank you to Mike and the entire staff for being a company that cares. Stop by your local Hen House Market as they get you ready for a Halloween weekend with great specials. Like 93% lean ground beef, ground fresh several times each day, perfect for chili, just $4.99 a pound. Fresh USDA Choice Certified Herper Beef KC Strip Steaks, they're 10 ounces, just $7 each or $10.99 a pound. Or grab a top round roast or London broil, just $4.99 a pound. And what Halloween would be complete without Tippin's Pumpkin Cream Pie or Pumpkin Praline Pie? Sold exclusively at your neighborhood henhouse markets. Visit henhouse.com for these specials and more. Henhouse, serving your family for 98 years. Hey, Kansas City, it's Brian Pringle with Victory Ford at the Legends in KCK. Folks, I'd like to buy your car, whether you buy one from us or not. The process has never been easier. Just visit VictoryFordKC.com, click the Instant Cash Offer banner at the top of the page, then stop by the dealership and pick up your check. Does life have you too busy right now? Just let us know and we will come to you. And right now, if you're in the market for a newer used vehicle, we probably have what you're looking for. Fresh inventory is arriving daily at Victory Ford, where our first price is better than our last. The Whole Person connects people with disabilities to the resources they need to live independently and enjoy the many opportunities this great city provides. We're focused on creating a fully accessible community where opportunities and choices are not limited by disability. The Whole Person delivers programs and services that enhance the confidence of people with disabilities by providing the skills needed to live, learn, and work in the Kansas City Metro. The Whole Person serves both Missouri and Kansas. Learn more by visiting thewholeperson.org. 
At Reed Buick GMC, we are liquidating our pre-owned vehicle inventory. Hi, this is Trevin Reed. The fourth quarter is here, and that means one thing. All right, 90 seconds. It's time off. for everything to go. At ReedBuickGMC.com, we have over 200 pre-owned trucks, SUVs, and cars available for delivery. You can start your buying process online and finish up in our dealership in less than 60 minutes. Every pre-owned ReedBuickGMC.com vehicle comes with a minimum six-month, 6,000-mile warranty. Call 816-436-6300 or go to ReedBuickGMC.com. ReedBuickGMC is values-driven. This is Chad for Shaman's Leewood Total Wellness. Yes, Shaman's Leewood Total Wellness, the place that helped me lose 29 pounds, made my clothes loose, and the place that's given me more energy than I've felt since college. Get off the couch, man, and call or stop by for a free consultation. If you qualify, you'll get $100 off your startup fee when you mention 810. Call 913-227-9150 or visit Shaman's Leewood Total Wellness at 11709 Row in Leewood. Remember, life is better with the feather. 30. It's a new era in Lawrence. Let me introduce our next leader for Kansas football, Lance Leipold. New head coach Lance Leipold and the Jayhawks are ready to wave the wheat. He takes it in from 61 yards out. Join us this Saturday as the Jayhawks head to Stillwater for a Big 12 showdown with Oklahoma State. Pre-game begins at 4.30. Touchdown, Jayhawks. On your home for KU football. You're listening to the home of the Jayhawks. Hawks, Sports Radio 810, WHB. Track Talk. Welcome back. It's Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810, WHB and RBN, the Race Boys Broadcast Network. If you'd like to watch our in-studio cameras, you can do so on our Facebook page, Twitter account, YouTube, and RacingBoys.tv. We're on all of those apps. And, uh, Kirk, we're going to have the new show, Mostly Motorsports. We're going to na- make an announcement here in just a little while about the start date for that. And uh, we're looking forward to that show as well. Joining us on the show is a, a longtime friend of mine. And I was so happy to see him pick up the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour Championship, as well as his third short track national win. Down at Little Rock last weekend, Blake Hahn joins us now on the show. Blake, how you doing, bud? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys today? Hey, man, I appreciate you getting up early on a Saturday morning to join us. It means a lot oh, to me. Not a big deal at all, absolutely. Dude, last week, I, I, I just got to say it, you you got your elbows up and you put the icing on the cake last weekend, a little exclamation mark, a little stamp on there saying that you are the 2021 Luxor ASCS National Tour Championship. You picked up that $10,000, $10,041. You throw that on top of your $40,000 championship money. That was a pretty good week for you last week, wasn't it, bud? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, we um, we just went into the weekend just trying to win the championship. We uh, Obviously, we, we want to we win every time we go to the track, but the way the points, the points were um, – it was close enough where if we made a mistake, J.J. could definitely capitalize. So um, we had to be on our A game throughout the weekend. And, um, you know, going to the A feature on Saturday, we honestly just uh, wanted to go out there and finish. And starting in the first couple rows, it's it's kind of tough just going from the beginning, from the drop of the green and kind of trying to take it easy the first few laps. And, man, my car was really good at at, at the 41-lap A feature. And we were okay early on, but about halfway through that race, my, my car came to me and, um at that point i think enough cards would fill out whether i'd finished last or not we would have been able to win so i was able to kind of 
uh, let loose and go for the win there the last few laps. And obviously I was driving pretty hard the whole time, but right. um, Dalton, Dalton gave me the signal about, well, on our caution with 34 to go, I think we only had about 15 cars left. And Dalton told me we were good to go, and we just got at it after that. What, when, when you're going into that race and you know that you, you've got to finish 15th or better, right? Yep. But you're starting up towards the front. That's kind of a slippery slope to be in there, right? I mean, you got to think about, all right, I'm close enough to the front. I could win this $10,000, but at the same time, I don't want to lose that $40,000. Going into that race mentally, how do you stay focused and, and make sure that you don't do anything that you're not supposed to do? No, oh, man. Um, honestly, the last two weekends of the race and for points for me was pretty stressful. Honestly, I, uh, I felt a lot of weight. I felt like I had to compete and do good. And, um, you know, at Devil's Bowl, JJ actually picked up the win there. So it made right. me, you know, I felt like we had to be more competitive come the next week in that short track. Um, you know, we ran second to JJ at Devil's Bowl, but I felt like he was just a little bit better than us. And, um, it was, it was a good time to go to a short track. I really enjoy going to, to Little Rock and, um, you know, the cards definitely fell into our hands as the weekend went on, and our car was good, like I said. Um, we were all right Friday night, but we made a few more changes for Saturday for our last points night, and, man, it really brought the car to life. Hey, Blake, congratulations on the championship. And uh, last week, uh, about last week's race at Little Rock, who uh, who gave you the most problems, Sam Haperteep or Jordan Mallet? Jordan had a really fast race car. Jordan looked really good. Yeah, you know, it was neat to see Jordan running so good up there. It was really cool to see him pick up the prelim night win on Friday. And, um, you know, really, you watch that race, and it was it was any any of us. And then you throw Westbrook in the mix early on before mm-hmm. he had the tire issues. And, uh, God, we had our hands full. Um, you know, my dad was talking to somebody this week. He goes, hell, we dropped back all the way to fourth at one point and then um, to first. So it's like the battle was really good all the way from first to fourth. And you never really knew who was going to be able to win it. And, the track was changing throughout the whole 40 laps, and with the lap traffic, man, it made it really hairy for sure. You've yeah. had so much success at I-30 Speedway. What is it about that racetrack that suits your style? Um, you know, honestly, I think it's just one of those tracks I really enjoy. It's a, it's a short track, and, you know, they've typically got something to lean on up top and something to drive with on the bottom. And, you know, really, I think it just comes back to it reminds me of growing up at Port City in the micro and, you know, the tracks typically get slick and you got a little bit of moisture on the bottom with nothing through the middle and then something laying on up top. So I go there and I get to let loose and have fun. Um, you know, the driving style there versus a half mile is completely different. Um, you know, I really enjoy running these quarter miles where we can get up on the cushion and let her eat. And, you know, Tracy's done a fabulous job at the track along with Joe Jr. with uh, the updates they've done on the dirt. It seemed like this short track nationals was the best it's been in, you know, last three or four years. Yeah. Blake, you picked up seven wins this year. Uh, I, that's your most that you've picked up in any single season, I believe, with the Luxor ASES National Sprint Car Tour. You're the 2021 champion. Um, you have 23 top fives, 35 top tens, 35 top tens in 39 races. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, you know, honestly, that was that's our goal. Our goal is to be consistent and um, you know, I heard in an interview a few years ago by Donnie, he said just consistency is what wins championships. And that's something that's really stuck in my head. Um, you know, Donnie obviously has got his stuff together and he's a multi-time champion and, um, you know, his mindset's everything for him. So, you know, if I can take any advice from him, that's something that, um, you know, I said is my goals. I feel like if we can go out there and just try to be consistently in the top 10 and, um, you know, if we have a good car, if we're just consistent and running good races, I think it, it just typically works out all in the end for itself. 
You know, I, I can think of a lot of races that you won this year, but the one race that I thought really stood out to me, and it was a one-day show, and I know that we didn't really like pulling all the way out there for a one-day show, but that Bulls Gap victory and the way that you were ripping the top around there when that thing was so deftifying with the 28-degree banking that racetrack has. I mean, it is crazy. And you were ripping the top around that racetrack. That was a pretty satisfying win, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, everybody looks at the results and, and sees 13 cars. But, you know, me and you both know that the guys we compete with this year on the national tour, are, yep. are this is one of the most competitive seasons we've had with the top five. So um, it definitely wasn't easy. But, man, the track was fun for sure. Um, it's neat to go out, out to that side of the country. We don't get to go out there a whole lot in Tennessee. And, um, you know, those fans out there are awesome. Whether they're late model fans or not, they uh, they enjoy racing and they make it fun for us to come there and, you know, the facility there was really neat, and the promoter treated us really well, and we had a really good racetrack that goes back to another track that got a little bit of moisture on the bottom with yep. uh, bone slick through the center and, and definitely something lean on up top. And, um, you know, that track was really fun. It was a, a track that I haven't really ran anything like, and um, after hot laps, I kind of had to drive the track a little different after figuring out how much banking was actually on the track. And, you know, we had really good speed in our heat race, and once starting on the, the towards the front of the A feature, just get out there and go and uh, never look back. What is your most satisfying win? Probably the short track nationals for you this year, wouldn't it be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, short track, it's a it's a really sweet spot to home for me. Um, it's one of the few tracks I've I've ran a micro and a midget along with my sprint car at. So mm-hmm. we've always enjoyed going there, even when we ran our micro for the mini sprint nationals. And um, it's just one place we enjoy going. Tracy always treats us well, and you know we always got a ton of fans over there, so it makes it even inter- more fun and interesting for us. I, I got to talk to you a little bit about family business just for a second because we've got a few minutes left in the show. Uh, your grandpa, the founder of the American Sprint Car Series, has decided to sell the series to Terry Maddox. Terry's been in that office for years, working hard. He's been the Sooner director for 10 years since he was a young kid. <clears throat> He's really worked hard at, at, at his craft of being a promoter. Your thoughts about Terry Maddox taking over American Sprint Car Series? Um, you know, I think if, if there's anybody that deserves it, it's definitely Terry. Um, yeah. He's put in the work and the hours, absolutely. And, um, you know, you've seen it along with me and, and, I, and all the other racers, too. Um, he puts in the work, and he truly cares for the racers. So it, it'll be a good change. Um, you know, my grandpa worked hard and has spent a lot of decades on this series and dedication and you know, between him and my grandma, they've uh, definitely took it to the next step. And, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for Terry to take it to the to the next step. You know what I mean? Um, ASCS is a great series and a great national tour. Um, I think with Terry on board now, and he's also been the scheduling director over the last few years. So right. it's not like he hasn't been in the loop of things anyhow. So it'll be neat to see how he executes everything. Hey, uh, if anybody has a reason to be nervous heading into a final race, it would be you after a couple of uh, races that really stick out in my mind. And it wasn't even your fault. Uh, the, the the race out at the Dirt Cup out at uh, Skagit Speedway, uh, where you were leading the race. and uh, don't, you know, somebody, don't, don't remind him but, about that, but, Kurt. But I, I'm <laughs> saying, how with all of that happening, how, how nervous really were you heading into the to, overnight last uh Friday night heading into Saturday night's race based on everything I mean, that you've been I mean, through. It was so bad. I was, I was getting sick to my stomach the last few weeks. Honestly, I was sick, but, um, 
really that's one thing that I sat there on Saturday and thought, you know, man, dang it, if we would have had our good run at Skagit and we would have had our good run at Lake Ozark like we had earlier mm-hmm. in the season and yeah. we picked up those two wins, would we really be sitting here stressing over this like we were now? But, you know, obviously this is racing and stuff like that happens in racing and, and that's part of it, you know. Obviously, J.J., obviously, I imagine had two bad nights he would have loved to have changed too, so... Um, you can sit back, sit here and look back and say, oh, man, I wish we would have won those. And, um, you know, it'd make a difference in the championship. But um, obviously we're going to give it our all next year and see if we can go over there and win some races and do it all over again. And you did nothing wrong in any of those two races at right. Lake Ozark and, and Skagit. It was it was out of your control. So I'm just saying. If anybody, his, his bank account right. feels it. Though. I was going to say, if anybody deserves right. to feel nervous, it would be you having gone through all that. Yeah, you know, I, absolutely. You're sitting there in the trailer just thinking of what all can go on. And, um, you know, at short track with, with how tight the racing is, obviously anything can happen. And, and, you know, people are racing hard, and obviously they're not thinking about the points championship when they're running for a short track nationals championship. And um, I just didn't want to get caught up in some stuff early on in the A feature and get put behind the eight ball and really have to work hard throughout the A feature to catch back up. But, um, you know, we stayed out, of, stayed out of trouble early on and were able to race for the win towards the end. Hey, Blake. 2021 has been a good year for you, bud. You're married now. You've got a baby on the way. You've won the championship. I mean, 2021, the only bad thing is losing your grandma. We know that that's tough. But 2021's not been too bad a year for you, has it? No, it's definitely been up and down for sure. I'm starting the season out with getting married and then uh you know heading out racing right after that it's um it's been an awesome year um we've been working hard for this championship for the past seven years running with the national tour and you know thankfully i've been able to do it with my dad and my best friend dalton beside me and um you know i feel like we continue to learn every night we hit the track and um looking back on the past seven years it's uh it's really crazy to see how much we've learned over the short amount of time and to look back and be able to see that we're uh, national champions now is truly unbelievable, honestly, thinking about when we started racing with the national tour in just 2014. So um, we feel very blessed, but, man, uh, it's an unreal feeling for sure. And, uh, you know, continuing out the year, we had some good wins and um, had some really good speed throughout the year. And like I talked about earlier, we've yeah. been really consistent. It seemed like every track we go to, we were the ones to beat. And uh, if not, we were definitely definitely competitive. And that's just a good feeling. And um, towards the end of the season, it definitely got a little hairy with the points. And uh, with my grandma being in the hospital and just a little tricky with the family stuff going on. Right. With this year, uh, my dad my dad makes it to every race. And this year, we actually went racing without him for a weekend. And, oh, uh, man, that was tough alone just doing that. And But you it won. Was, it was just a, you won that yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was a crazy mix of emotions that weekend for sure. I, I was really proud of me and Dalton for being able to go out there and do it ourselves. But then again, I also felt uh, – I just, just felt weird not having my dad there. And, yeah, for sure. Um, just a bunch of mixed emotions throughout the year. And unfortunately, we lost my grandma a few weeks after that. And, um, you know, it's been neat to see how my family has been able to stay strong together and um, just keep on trucking and, you know, live with our great memories we have with my man. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Hey, now listen, bud. You, you've uh, won more drillers at the shootout in Chili Bowl than – or the shootout, I should say, than anybody else. Are you going to run the shootout and the Chili Bowl this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll be teamed up with 10J Chassis out of California again this year. And 
Uh, should have a good hot rod for the shootout. And then, of course, we'll be in the family-owned 52 for the Chili Bowl and looking forward to making the A feature again this year. In the meantime, you got a big race tonight. You ran second to Seth Bergman last night. Uh, how do you look at tonight at the fall fling at Creek County Speedway right by your home? Seth was pretty fast last night, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, the track was good. Um, you know, obviously with the rain we had, everybody was kind of expecting a little bit of moisture to stay. And, the track blew off pretty good early on, and man, it was it produced some good racing for the A feature. But um, yeah, Seth started sixth, and we were able to start fifth on the third row. And um, you know, right from the drop of the green, we we had some good speed and um, had a red a few laps in, and we were able to make a few adjustments and actually made us a little bit better. And um, at that point, Seth had already snuck by us, and I think was sitting third, and had about 25 laps after that and yeah, we were a little bit better just uh didn't didn't catch up to Seth in the right times uh, he worked a lot of traffic really well and had a good car and um you know it was funny before they feature started I drew I Seth walked up and drew the six and I walked up right behind him and drew the five and he said hey crazy we never can get away from each other at this track and it seems like every time we run creek it's me and Seth and um it's cool being able to race with Seth, and you know he enjoys his track as much as I do. So it's really neat to be able to go out there and compete with him. But hopefully we can go out there tonight and have a little better night, uh, have a good draw, and just go out there and have some fun tonight. I think Seth might have been right in the middle of that championship battle if he wouldn't have had all that bad luck at the start of the year this year. Yeah, you know, you never know. Absolutely, uh, Seth's been doing it for a while, and he's uh, definitely got some knowledge in the in the book for sure. Um, you never know. It's neat to see the guys come in and run with us, but you throw a whole schedule together, you can obviously have some bad runs for sure. Yep, no doubt. All right, Blake, thanks for taking the time this morning, man. I appreciate you getting up. I know it's a pain on Saturday mornings. Good luck to you tonight down at Creek County. Um, it should be a barn burner of a show. A lot of good cars down there. Uh, good luck to you tonight at Creek, all right? And congratulations thanks, for the championship, by the way. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We surely enjoy it for sure. All right, All right. congratulations. There you have it. That's, thanks, that's Blake Hahn joining us here on Track Talk. Man, that was just an awesome scene when he was, was in Victory Lane last Saturday night, not only winning his third short track nationals, but to win the championship that he's been fighting for all season long. That was a pretty emotional victory. Service. Well, listen, Kirk, I you know, I, I wasn't going to push on it, but losing his, his grandma. Yeah. Um, you know, basically a week or so before that, uh, th that had to be tough because we all know what Fuzzy Han meant to that family. Fuzzy was the, I, I, I don't want to say the leader because Emmett's the leader of that family, but you know, she had so much input on what was going on with that organization over there. Uh, she was going to be really missed i i i'm going to miss her because i've had a lot of long talks with her over the years and uh she was a great person so that was a 41 lap race at uh i-30 speedway yeah. by the way the 41 won last night did you see that down Carson at Lawton speedway yeah, yeah dominating fashion five yeah. second win last night there at devil's bowl speedway we'll tonight, talk we'll so. talk a little bit more about that in our sure. number two we're going to take a break right now when we come back the new owner of the American Sprint Car Series, Terry Mannox, joins us on Track Talk. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. Track Talk. As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. 
By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals and hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks for your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works. Just like Kansas City, Audi Shawnee Mission knows how to win. Come in today to see why Audi Shawnee Mission is rated one of the top dealers in the central region by Audi of America. Stop in at Audi of Shawnee Mission and experience their brand new state-of-the-art facility. It's easy to get to directly off I-35 in Merriam at the corner of I-35 and 67th Street. Audi of Shawnee Mission is a proud supporter of our hometown team in red. Come see why they are champions too. For 11 years, Breaking the Norm has presented the best and most uplifting stories in sports, entertainment, and business, and we wouldn't be here without our amazing partners and you, our faithful listeners. Your stories of life change, loving others, and inspiration keep us dedicated to making a difference in the world one story at a time. Tune in Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Kansas City 94.5 FM and Saturday mornings at 7 on Sports Radio 810 WHB for something good, something positive, and something real on Breaking the Norm. Hey, Kansas City, it's Jeff Briggs with Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, home of the Victory Effect, our pledge to drive down vehicle pricing for the city we love. The Ram Power Day sales event is on till the end of the month. Quality incentives combined with all-time low interest rates and all-time high trade values make it a great time to buy. We know it's hard to find a replacement, but did you know if you custom order a new vehicle at Victory, you get to play best ball with the factory incentives. That's right. Get an accurate upfront price quote when you order today, and if the rebates are better when the vehicle arrives, the extra savings goes right in your pocket. It's a simple process, and we can show you how easy it is to customize a new vehicle and have it shipped directly to you, complete with your name personalized on the window sticker. And don't forget, if you have a trade, we will buy your car at top dollar, regardless if you purchase a new vehicle from us or not. Visit us at Kansas City's only automotive outlet mall, the Legends Auto Plaza, on the southeast corner of 435 and Parallel, just east of Nebraska Furniture Mart, or online at VictoryMotorsKC.com, where our first price is better than their last. Hey, frequent heartburn may keep you from running your A-game, but it doesn't have to anymore. Join the Prilosec OTC two-week challenge. Just go to PrilosecOTC.com. You'll get $3 off to get you started, plus 14 days of tips, tricks, and reminders. Just two weeks, zero heartburn. Go to PrilosecOTC.com and sign up today. Zero heartburn is possible with Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Congratulations to Tim Grunhard from Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC of Excelsior Springs has all of your truck needs covered. Online at robertsrobinson.com or check them out on Facebook. And Wilkerson Crane Rental, a great local Kansas City company, would like to congratulate Tim Grunhard on his induction into the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Online at wilkersoncranerental.com. Wilkerson Crane, raised right. Engine. Your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. All right, by boys, we're going to try to transmission get out fixed by your transmission. Five, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves boys. for proper shifting. Right. Hey, Renews warm a, bands uh, to stop slipping. Stop seal leaks. Will do. Will not void new car warranties. Contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. <laughs> Welcome back to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB and RBN, the Race Boys Broadcasting Network. 
a lot of people watching online today. I want to say hi to John, who's listening from Ontario, Canada. Um, also got Kenny listening in from Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Uh, we also got a few other people listening around the country this morning. Got uh, Dave Tyson. He's listening in from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I'm excited to bring on our next guest. I've been pulling for this guy for a long time, and I'm so happy for him. He is now the official owner of the American Sprint Car Series. He joins us on the show now, Terry Maddox. Terry, how you doing, buddy? Oh, hanging in there, getting ready for another night at the Fall Fling down here at Creek County. Last night, uh, a pretty good action down there. Seth Bergman picked up the win. That was, that was pretty good stuff going yeah. on. Track conditions not too bad. Jonathan Beeson, also a big winner last night. Yep. Yeah, it was a, the racetrack came in really well, and the racing was pretty good. I think we may have had a red and maybe a caution. Other than that, uh, we went clean and green. Yeah. All right, Terry, let's get right to it. You've been working in – how many years have you worked for ASCS? I started in June of 2013. How old were you when you started? 18. 18 years old. And you've been you've been bleeding ASCS ever since, and you've worked really hard at putting the schedule together, taking care of the Sooner region, um, dealing with all the regional directors around the country. And finally – your opportunity has came to where now you are going to be the owner of the American Sprint Car Series. I know this is something that you were hoping would happen um, at some point in your life. It's happened now. Tell me your emotions about taking over American Sprint Car Series. Oh, it just, it came <laughs> how I felt. Just It happened just so fast. and It still haven't had the time to wrap my head around it to see that this is real or anything. I mean, I love the Hans, and they've got me to where I am today. And I just, I just still can't believe that you know, it's now going to be <laughs> under me. It's still just unreal. Yeah, Terry, what? How much more? Are, you're going to be out on the road, right? You're going to go out there. You're going to be at every national tour event, right? You're going to take over as the race director. Is that correct? Yes, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, just go through that thought process on, on how everything's going to work next year and just kind of give us uh, a few of your ideas and things that you might want to try to do next year. The biggest thing is we're going to try to restructure a few things just to try to uh, build our car counts back up and our following back up. And I think something that we were even working on before I became the owner was uh, cutting down on going to Pennsylvania and cutting, going to Washington, Montana, and places like that, and just trying to pretty much stay in the central part of the United States. Um, just because when we looked at the numbers in 2020, even though it was all COVID, we stayed around the central part of the country, and we had 15 drivers follow the national tour. And I think, you know, that's something that we need to build on before trying to branch back out again is just try to build those core drivers and uh, a core following before we try to venture anything out uh just to how, to, how you're also uh own the oil capital racing series which i think that's a tremendous product we Man, were it, able to carry a, a lot of those races on racing boys this year uh, how does that all figure in to your to your new plans with with that series 
I'll still be involved in it. Uh, we are going to find someone, which we already have someone that's already lined out. We just haven't announced anything yet. Uh, a race director to take care of the race day operations. Uh, I'll still be handling the scheduling on that. And the same thing for the Sooner region. I got someone in mind to take over doing the Sooner region part of stuff and uh, all that. But right now, my plan is to do the ASCS National Tour as well as the now 600 National Tour. Now, what about the other regional series with ASCS? What are the future uh, for those individual series? We talked to the uh, regional directors on Tuesday just before all the information was announced about the new ownership and all that. And I talked to each one of those directors and, you know, one of them would still be on board and they were all excited. And we have plans in the work to build up our regional stuff and make it stronger and try to, you know, do as much as we can to build the car counts back up and bring 360 racing back to the masses. Terry, I'm going to ask you this one uh, tough question. What is the number one thing that you think ASCS needs that you can bring to the table that maybe we haven't had in the last couple of years? You know, I don't know. Uh, Emmett, Matt, Fuzzy, Ashley, Brian have done so well with ASCS here the past 30 years. And, you know, it's, it's some big shoes that I got to, you know, jump into. And I've been talking with some teams and all that just to figure out, you know, what it is that we can do to help make it better and uh, all that. Yeah. Terry, I know that, can we talk about, there's a possibility that you're looking at another series right now. Can we talk about that at all? Um, there's just a possibility. Nothing's been set in stone just yet, but uh, there's another series that, that me and my uh, partner with OCRS, Kerry Gorby, are looking at to help build the, the two-barrel and 305 stuff down here around Oklahoma and Kansas and all that. Yeah. Terry, how hard is it going to be to juggle all those different series at once? I mean, that that's a lot for a guy to take on. Just tell me how you're going to be able to juggle all that. Luckily, we're going to have some great people uh, run the series for us and take care of the day-to-day operations so I can uh, face all my attention on now 600 and ASCS. And, I mean, I got uh, my partner, Kerry, down there. He'll, you know, he'll still be around here to help with OCRS and the other series that we're looking at. And so I think that uh, everything will work out just fine, honestly. Yep. One minute. All right, Terry, we're up against the top of the hour here. I'm going to have to let you go. Um, do you see any major changes with the national tour that you can talk about in the next 30 seconds? Uh, we're going to change the format up. Haven't got it all tidied up, but it's going to include some group qualifying our point fund, we're going to go back up to pay 50000 to win at a total of $200,000 payout and uh, do our normal single-day pairs up to 4000 to win. All right, Terry. Congratulations, my friend. I'm so happy for you. Good luck down the road, okay? All right, thank you. All right, there you have it. Terry Maddox, the new owner of the American Sprint Car Series. I like what he said there at the there end. Hour okay. number two coming up. Watch it online. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works.
Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys, and if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country because you're a communist. I love the Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. You know, the funny thing about that is the Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done! Welcome to Hour 2 of Track Talk on the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Made in America, sold to the world. Here again are the Racing Boys, Scott Trailer and Kirk Elliott. Welcome back! Hour number two, Track Talk right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. I'm Scott, he's Kirk. We want to thank Blake for hour number one at Sports Radio 810. Got Adam and Todd hanging out with us. How you feeling, Kirk? I'm feeling great. Come on, get a little excited here. Come on. I'm feeling outstanding. Come on. What did you do? Uh, did you just have some energy drink I of did. some sort? I did. I did. That stuff's not good for you, man. I know I didn't. Hey, I want to say uh, hi to Kevin, who's listening in Alabama. And also Kelly from Medford, Oregon, is listening in today. Jerry says he's listening in from Adrian, Missouri. want to thank them for tuning in. Mary said, super proud of Terry Maddox. Me too, Mary. I am so proud of Terry. Can't believe it, man. I'm just... Kirk, let's, uh, let's talk about that just for a second here real quick. Your thoughts about Terry Maddox... Becoming the owner of the American Sprint Car Series. What's your thoughts? Well, it makes way too much sense. I right. mean, he, as as we pointed out during the interview with Terry, he started at the age of 18 and 19 mm-hmm. or 2013. Whoa. So taking care of his. What was that? There you go. He is uh, primed and ready to take this to the next level. He's already been doing the scheduling. He's already been around the series long enough to know what works and what doesn't work. And uh, he's young, he's energetic, and he's ready to go to business. And he's already had a lot of experience promoting races, running other series. I, I, I like th- it. I think the one thing that you might have left out there, Kirk, is is that he's been around the Hans long enough to know Sure their philosophy on how to make things work as well. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you can learn so much from Emmett Hahn. Yep. Emmett Hahn has forgot more than most promoters know. Right. Really. You know what I mean? Seriously. He is such a smart guy. And the great thing about this is the ASCS office is directly across the street from Emmett's house. Right. So when Terry needs some advice, all he's got to do is walk across the street talk to Emmett. Right, it's uh, absolutely correct. I mean, it's not like uh, he's coming in and doesn't know where the bathroom is located. He's already been going to work in that same office or going to continue to operate the series out of the same office. So a lot of uh, continuity uh, during this transition, uh, I I think it makes way too much sense. And I I like a couple of things that he mentioned right at the end of that interview that – He's going to bring the payout for the championship up, right. uh, back up fifty thousand. Going to pay four thousand dollars to win. Uh, there's he's going to do a lot of things to attract people back into the series. The scheduling is going to be more centralized in the central part of the country to bring more drivers onto the tour. 
and get that built back up again. So a lot, everything that he said during that interview, I agree with, and I think it's, it's going to so work So if, if you weren't listening, he pretty much said, we're not going to PA again. Yeah. We're not going to the Pacific Northwest again. Right. Right? Yes. Hopefully we don't go 1,000 miles for one-day shows like we, we had at Bulls Gap. Now, granted, I loved Bulls Gap. And we only had 13 cars there because there's that's stock car country out there, right? Right. But we had a we had a packed house that night, and the fans loved the racing out there at, at Bulls Gap. That was a lot of It would be nice to be able to go back out there if you could make two or three weekends out of it. But here's the right. problem. A lot of the teams don't want to stay gone that long. It's taxing on the wallet to get out there, stay out there in between races. You know, we go out there. What do we stay out there? Three, four weeks usually? Yeah. Yeah, you're gone and, for and, and, and Kirk, you a know, month. You know, as the bean counter for racing boys, that it's it's taxing on us to go out there as well. Absolutely. Of all the trips that we do, that trip is the one that we probably lose the most amount of money on, right? Yes. Because you got to buy food, you got to buy motel rooms. And listen, the tr- the motel rooms in the Pacific Northwest, whoo, not cheap. And things have changed in the last year or so. Hotel costs have gone way up. Of course, everything has gone I, I way up. But fuel, fuel prices, all of these things over the last year have uh, precipitated the decisions that... Uh, Terry is making right now as well. So you know what the, the, biggest... the circumstances of what we got going on in the country right now uh, make it so that uh, you had to make some changes. You know what the biggest announcement that we heard right there from Terry? And Tommy, I want to know if you like this. They're talking about changing the format of ASCS. Group qualifying and Gr- things of that group, nature? Group qualifying. Yeah. I would not be surprised, folks. I'm going to look into my crystal ball. I'm looking. I'm looking. I see all-star format coming. They have a group qualifying, and I thought they had single-car qualifying in all-stars. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Tommy, is it group qualifying? I can't remember. A lot of the all-star races I tuned in this year was after qualifying. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. When I was watching on the video, hey, I was, phone I was watching there, the heat races and the feature. And I, I can't remember what they do for qualifying. I want Tommy to call the show. You know, I, I, I'm just going to say this right now on the air. Tommy, yes, group qualifying. That's what Tommy So says. it is group qualifying yeah. in the all-stars. I, I, I'm a just. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Does that say I, I don't watch qualifying a lot of the time? I tune into those races and I miss qualifying. That's by design. Kirk Kirk doesn't pay attention, not to qualifying. Um, I'm just going to say that maybe one of my favorite people on this whole planet, besides Kirk Elliott, is Tommy Hahn. Good guy. Tommy Hahn is one of my favorite people in the whole world. I'm just telling you. Can't beat you though, Kirk. You're my favorite. Just so you know. Really? Yeah. Well, I wear that as a badge of honor. You should. Coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think group qualifying would be good. You know, my thing is, I'd like to make it a little bit different than the All Stars if we could. You know, I don't like monkey see, monkey do. 
change it up a little bit. Do something a little bit different. Well, how would you change group qualifying from group qualifying? What would you do different? Oh, Terry's listening to the show. He said group qualifying like short track nationals, but not short track nationals format. How about that? Yes. Well, what it they what is the short track nationals format? It, 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 I don't know. It, it, it boggles <laughs> my mind every year when I watch that. But you know nobody, what? Nobody I, likes single car qualifying. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. The future is bright. Sure. For the American Sprint Car Series. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as I said earlier in the show, that I think that the best thing going for Terry is that his age. Terry can do this now for the next 25 or 30 years. Can you imagine how good he's going to be in in another three or four years doing this? I, I I just totally believe in in Terry and his ability, and you know what? I'm not the only one that believes in him. Terry has this ability to make the drivers believe in him. I see it all the time. Terry, I cancel a race at one racetrack, and announce that they're going to run that that same race the next day at another racetrack. And all the cars show up. The ability to ju- adjust on the fly. I'm telling is, you, uh, big Terry asset is Terry. good as they get when it yep. comes to that. And, you know, you talk about being young and Terry, 20, 26 years old. Yeah. Uh, you and I, at the age we are, we appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you get to be my age at 65. You're what, 60? You One. appreciate you appreciate a young guy and the energy that they have over us old guys. When you get to be our age, you well, really appreciate I fell that. out of the seat already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so when you look at somebody that young that brings that kind of energy, that that is a big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Kirk, uh, let's make a quick announcement here um, about... The new show that we'll be doing, or I'll be doing, I should say. Um, it's called Mostly Motorsports. It's brought to you by uh, Lucas Oil. And we have uh, decided our debut date for that racing show will be on the first Monday of the Chili Bowl. What is that date, Kurt? Uh, it'd be in the middle of January. I don't have a calendar up here right now, but it'd be the Monday of the 10th, because the Chili Bowl is that six days. January 10th. Right. So that's uh, that's the day you're going to debut. You're going to be in Tulsa to do it. We're, we are going to debut mostly motorsports at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals in Tulsa, and we're going to do it Monday through Friday, and we'll, we haven't determined where we're going to do it down great, there yet. Great place to debut it. Yeah. Absolutely. We have a lot of guests down there, a lot of people coming up, yep. joining us on the show. It should be rapid-fire guests all day. So we hope that you'll join us January 10th at 11 o'clock. The show will be from 11 to 12.30, folks. 11 to 12.30, a 90-minute show, Monday through Friday, every day live. Now, granted, once in a while, we might have to tape an interview. You know, that happens once in a while. But for the most part, 
It's going to be live right here from the Racing Boys Studios. It'll be mostly motorsports with myself. Kirk Elliott will be more behind the scenes, right? Yes, I'll be uh, I'll be around. Yeah. So we'll be uh, following your exploits of getting this thing up off the ground and moving at the beginning of 2022. Should be exciting. You're going to be doing this every day. Yeah, mostly Monday through Friday. The the name should tell you what the show is going to be about. Mostly motorsports. It's going to be. Built around motorsports, we're going to be talking to everybody from open wheel racing, late models, modifieds, NHRA, pavement racing, NASCAR. We're going to be talking to everybody. But we're also going to be talking about music, what's on television, current events, you know, uh, anything but politics and religion. We're going to stay away from that. We'll let all those other talking heads talk about that stuff. We're going to keep that away from what we're doing over there at Mostly Motorsports. It will debut January 10th at 11 o'clock from the Chili Bowl Nationals. And it'll be Monday through Friday, 11 to 12.30. I can't wait. Be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that was Lee. Um, They're trying to get their credentials. She'll call us in like two minutes. She'll call us right back. So just give us a heads up. All right. So she's in Martinsville this weekend. Hey, I've got a couple of, you want to run a quick couple of sound bites uh, from last sure, weekend from Kirk, Kyle, Kyle Larson? Kirk's been, Kirk's been shoving these sound bites down me all day. I, 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 I went and got these sound bites and uh, well, like, I got them. I, I want to use I, them, man. I, I'd like to use them if I could. Can, can we use, <laughs> can we use these sound bites if we could? I, I, I'd like to use them. While we're waiting on Lee. I mean, I, I did stay out there until the end of the race, unlike yourself. I, I wasn't. I did. I stuck around. I let Kirk. I stuck around, but I couldn't wait for Larson to get into the. I, I wanted. He had I, a long time. Being I out wanted there. to come home and watch short track nationals. Yeah. I wanted to watch Blake Hahn win that race on Sunday. That that was on Saturday. Oh, it was Saturday night. Yeah, I'm talking about Sunday. We're talking what Sunday. did I do Sunday? Oh, well, you were the there show and no, you went home. Yeah, but who, well, you went home. I know it. I did. Kyle was out there a long time doing the you head know, dance. because I'm kind of a grassroots guy. Yeah, I know you are. You would think after they had already won eight races that they could do that hat dance in like three minutes, right? Because they've done so many this year. Yeah. But it was still, they were out there. I told Kirk, I'm going to go ahead and head if you got this. Because we were, we were there, I don't know how long it was. It was a long time before they got in the media center. Well, so. you know what? Listen, the, the, the problem with and I'm just going to be straight with you. The real reason that I leave is because I'm sitting there. What, what, what do we do? Where do we watch the race when we're at Kansas Speedway, Kirk? I go out on pit road and watch it. You don't stand out there all day. Most of the day. No, he doesn't. I was out there. And, he does not. You've got the, you've got the bit. Now, some he of the, does some of the time out I came out, most, day. most of the race, I was out on pit road this watching year. on the big screen. This most year, of though, the race. This there year, were a couple leg- of times I did come inside. But when it started raining, but most of the race, I stood out on pit road right below the big screen and watched the race. And me and Kirk watched. Me and Kirk watched a whole, I don't know, ten, fifteen laps underneath that screen before I left to go take some photos. Uh, It was cold. Let me tell you one thing. It was chilly out there on turn one. Uh, I watch it on the TV in the in in the media center. Yeah, and if I'm going to watch it on TV, I might as well come home and watch it on this big giant TV behind me. Well, people know that I only live two miles from the track, so I go home after our pre-race show. Yeah, 
change, and I watched the first stage. Oh, he's a little loud there. I put on the first stage, and I watched the first stage from home, and then get changed and head back up to the second stage. By the time I get up there, third stage is ready to roll, and I can get out and get plenty of photos. But it was it was definitely the weather changed three times while we were out there that day. Races are too long. But I had this. Uh, three, they shouldn't be over three hundred miles right. for Cup, two hundred miles for for Xfinity, and a hundred miles for the Truck Series. Three three hour windows, plenty long for any kind of a race, whatever laps that amounts to. Hey, uh, I, I just want to play this soundbite from Kyle Larson. Play it, Kurt. Talking about the champion. You know, how he would feel if he didn't win the championship, if it doesn't happen at Phoenix next week. I thought some interesting comments of what he had to say about uh, winning the championship or not. I don't know. I, I've, I've tried not to think about it. And I think I think the more wins you get, the you know, hopefully, hopefully we're – winning the championship at Phoenix, but I feel like the more wins that we've gotten will make that feeling, if I happen to not win, f- make it easier to swallow, I think, just because it has been a great year, and it's, you know, it comes down to, to one racer at Phoenix, and, um, you know, it's it's a different style track than we've than we've been winning on, so, um, but I, I don't know, I, like I said, I try not to think about it, we'll, we'll see how the feeling is, hopefully we're celebrating after Phoenix, and I don't have to, don't have to, uh, you know, accept the the fact that we didn't win a championship, but um, either way, yes, it's been a good season. But I want to I want to cap it off with, you know, what we all want. Yeah, he said, you know, if he doesn't win the championship, it, he it'll lessen the blow because he's won nine races that he can celebrate that even if he did. Do you buy that from Larson? What? He wants that, to win the championship. Yeah, but if he doesn't win the championship, that he'll be okay because he no. won nine uh, no. races during no. the year? No. No. no, no, He won't be okay with that. He's a winner. Anything short of winning the championship would be a huge disappointment to Kyle Larson. Well, yeah. Con- considering everything that has happened during the year and how much he's dominated the season, not to win that championship, and I still say it's a only a one-in-four chance that he will win. I don't think he's got any better shot at winning in Phoenix than the other three drivers that are going to be racing for it. I don't. I don't think that uh, he's the odds-on favorite going What'd into Phoenix. What would you say his best finish at Phoenix was fifth? I... I don't know for sure. I think he finished fifth. Hold on, Kurt. There, our I number don't one. Know, I don't know what his best did finish ever say, at Phoenix is. He, didn't he say our? No, worst. I said he finished. I think he finished fifth in the spring. That's all I know. If that's his best finish. I'm not sure. Huh. Maybe Lee might know that. We get her online. Picking up her credentials at Martinsville as we speak. Hmm. There are two races at Martinsville today. The truck race starts at 11 o'clock our time, and later this afternoon, I think at 5 o'clock our time, is the Xfinity Series race. They do have lights at Martinsville, or otherwise they wouldn't be able to start at 5 o'clock. Hey, by the way, uh, early earlier start time for the uh, fall, it, Kenny. fall fling finale at Creek County Speedway tonight. Hot laps at 5.30, first race at 6. We've got it live tonight on Racing Boys. Uh, if you ain't first, you're last, Kirk. That's what they say. 
you know. You know what movie that's from? No. He doesn't know. I don't Kenny, know. Kenny, you believe that. He doesn't know. If you ain't first, you're last. What movie that is? Is that Days of Thunder? I don't know. Ricky Bobby. You ever heard of Ricky Bobby? I saw that movie. It was horrible. Didn't like it at all. Why? Because it made fun of people? No, I just I didn't think it was all that good of a movie. I thought it was funny. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Who thought that movie was funny? I thought it was. Well, there were some funny spots in it, but it's you know it's not a great movie. Mm. All right, let's bring Lee Spencer on to the show right now. Hey, Lee, how you doing? I'm great. How's it going? Not too bad. Did you like that that Ricky Bobby movie? Do you think that was a good movie? Did you think it was funny? What Talladega Nights? Yeah. I, you know, I think it's more of a guy's flick, but I mean, it's, you know, I it's it's not my thing, but I mean, it's entertaining, but I wouldn't watch it. You know, it's not something that when it's on, I'm going to stop the channel. Uh, I agree with that. Right, right. Uh, Kenny says, come on. No, it's a classic. <laughs> come on. That's a classic, man. There's some classic okay. lines. Hey, uh, what is the best finish for Kyle Larson at Phoenix? Do you know? Oh no! I, I and I just packed up my computer because I'm leaving for uh, Martinsville, so I don't have that at the top of my head. Reed, best best finish for Kyle Larson at Phoenix. We're going to find the answer to that one way or another. Right. Well, it, it, Kurt, Kurt could be looking that up right now. If he was Curtis Seabolt, I'd already have that answer. All right. Um, so Lee, you're going to Martinsville. What do you expect this weekend? Do you, do you see some animosity, some feelings? What is that noise? I don't know what's going on there. Do you see some animosity? Uh, uh, where is that coming from? We're not hearing it here though. I, we don't hear anything on our end. Oh, wild. Okay. Huh. That was bizarre. Okay. okay, sorry. Hey, uh, um, uh, uh, do you look for any feelings to get hurt this weekend at Martinsville? Oh, absolutely. It's a short track. Isn't that what short tracks are for? I mean, you know, right. it's. Uh, I'd be watching Kevin Harvick and, and Kyle Larson because I don't think that deal's over yet. Um, let's see. I, You know, it's uh, if there's an opportunity for somebody to get a little butt hurt, that's the place. Hey, do, do you really think it's over between Chase and Kevin? No, I don't. No, I, mean, I don't either. I, I, um, I, you know, I'm sure NASCAR gave them a really, you know, hard talking to. But I think when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to taking care of the people's champ, they probably told, um, you know, Kevin to to fly right. But still, I mean, you know, Kevin, I don't have to tell you that. I mean, it's uh, Kevin does things Kevin's way, and. Um, He'll the rest of the, you know, everyone else be damned. Kevin would just pay the fine, right? He doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't care. I mean, he knows they can make life hell for him in the inspection pay, but, I mean, how many years does he have left? I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, Kevin, uh, Kevin me, goes under the man code, and, you know, his man code isn't going to allow him just to go away quietly. What, what do you think privately Tony Stewart saying to Kevin? Do whatever you want there, bud, or do you 
you think he's telling him don't do no, it? No, no. I mean, I you know, I asked him that question um, when I saw him during the NHRA announcement, and he said that it's time for this to be over because he and Rick are about damn tired of it. So. Kinda, and they're uh, talking about damn tired of it because they're damn tired of spending the money. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they are, and they don't want to have to keep, you know, repairing race cars. And so, um, you know, and a lot of people will tell you that, uh, that that's kind of, you know, that kind of goes uh, part and parcel with that is the fact that, uh, you know, it, okay, you want to go do that, that's fine. But, you know, do it at your own risk because, um you know, we have to work on these race cars, and you don't. So, um, you know, that's kind of where you have to take that angle of it into consideration. Hey, uh, by the way, Kyle Larson's best finish at Phoenix is second in the spring race in 2017. He was seventh there in the spring this year. So, hmm. there you go. Well, there you go. Hurt to the rescue. Ask and thy shall receive. All I'm right. just not as quick at pulling stuff up as maybe Curtis Siebold is. Well, no, Curtis is the best. Um, Lee, so this weekend at Martinsville, I, me personally, I got my eyes on Denny Hamlin this weekend. How about you? I think that I think that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good pick. I mean, he's he's dynamite there. But then again, Martin Truex Jr. has won three of the last four races, so I wouldn't count him out either. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you got a lot of people vying for three spots and only Kyle Larson slots in at this point. So it's, it's kind of game on among the masses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lee, I want to move on. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, Martinsville here in a moment, but this weekend you had a chance to go up to Bowman Gray stadium, watch Dale Earnhardt Jr. I believe Clint Boyer makes some laps in the new next gen car. Um, what was the purpose? Was the purpose to having those guys because they're on the air, they could have better knowledge of the car, uh, more input about what the car does out on the racetrack? Just kind of give me an idea why they have media types test these cars instead of the actual drivers that are going to race them. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. They wanted those guys to kind of get a look at what was going on and be able to talk intelligently about these race cars, what they feel like, how they handle. Um, and, you know, as I put my story, I thought Dale Jr. was pretty giddy when he got out of the race car. So um, if that's any indication, um, I think that's a good sign. Uh, you know, they still have a lot of work to do. You there? Yep, we're here. I don't know what That was happening. me. That was me. Kirk, turn your computer down. I was bringing a website. You know, how many websites Kirk do you bring o up now? Listen, Kirk always does this. It's my fault. I didn't I bring, No, it was me because I, I bring up a website, and there, how many websites do you Unplug go to when that. they finally pull up? They got videos coming up when Kirk, you bring up a website. Unplug that. I did. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, anyway, back to, to that test. Um, I think that... Uh, for all those reasons, that's the reason they had those guys in there. Now, did they when they got out of the car? Some of the people were some of the drivers that have driven these cars have been talking about their steering on them. Did they feel that there was an issue with the steering on these cars, or, or have they resolved those issues in the steering department? Well, unfortunately, we weren't able to talk to Tony about it. We could only talk to Junior and Clint. Mm. Um, I didn't. I couldn't stick around for Clint because at that point, because Tony was late. Um, everything got delayed. So, um, 
they, you know, they thought it was, it was responsive, but, you know, it was also kind of precarious and, um, you know, tighter than, uh, the current, the current steering. And so they, you know, they thought it would take a while to get used to. How shocked were you that that was the first time ever that Dale Jr. had been to Bowman Gray Stadium? I was very... That that was the biggest shock of the day, right? Because his grandfather had won four times at that racetrack. Um, And, you know, here Jr. is singing the praises of all these lost lost racetracks, right? I mean, he's got a show called Lost Speedway, and he never been to the oldest the track that has the longest running weekly racing series. I thought that was kind of bizarre. Um, on the other side, you know, back in the day, um, Dale Jr. couldn't go anywhere without, you know, just a mob of people. Right. And if you're going to Bowman Gray, he, he probably could have expected that. So, um, you know, I think that that's probably just the factor of not being able to go and enjoy the experience because he was probably inundated with, just people, you know, all kinds of different people, uh, right. you know, wanting a piece of him and him not being able to enjoy it. I think that would kind of uh, ruin the experience for him. So, you know, just for him to be able to get there and, and go out on the racetrack, I, I think was probably, you know, just a dream come true for him. Is Bowman Gray Stadium the great example of what fans want to see in a race? We see all the drama there. We watch this series on TV, beating and banging, fighting. They put seventeen to twenty-five thousand fans in, the, in grandstands there on a weekly basis. Is that what the fans really want, Lee? Well, I mean, you know, absolutely, side by side racing. It's you know, it's a quarter mile, so the the cars really can't get spread out. Um, and I think that that's just, you know, an ideal situation for, you know, bumping and banging and, and tempers flaring. And, I mean, you, anytime you tune into a, a a race there, it just kind of automatically goes in that direction. Right. It just evolves into a, a, I won't say a free-for-all, but, I mean, it's, um, you know, when you, you go to Bowman Gray, it, it's just like, it, it's quintessential short track race. Right. Is, is this... Uh, maybe the the best example of what we're going to see at the L.A. Coliseum when, when we um, have this race. Know, it, it, and I, I asked Junior about that and had that in the story, too, is, you know, just um, having, you know, 20, 25 cars on the, on the racetrack and, you know, in that tight of a confine. Um, you know, the, the deal with having it in the L.A. Coliseum, let's face it, we have not raced in Los Angeles in, in like, forever. Number one, number two, Fox Sports is located right there, um, and it, so that's an easy commute. It, it runs the week before the Super Bowl. That's an you know that way you don't have to take your um, camera crews. You know your your all the all the people that make the show go all the way to the East Coast and then all the way back again for for Super Bowl. And um, you know it, it's it's going to put the the race in front of eyeballs that might not have seen um, NASCAR racing in the past. So I think that, that from that standpoint, um, you know, it's going to be a pretty cool deal. I, I think NASCAR is making a huge mistake when they get in there and they get in the middle of these drivers policing themselves, right? I get it that, that Tony Stewart and Rick Hendrick, they don't, they don't want to see their cars tore up. It cost them a lot of money to do that. But as long as we've known it, the drivers have policed their own game, and 
I, I really don't like NASCAR getting in the middle of it. You know, they send mixed messages, right? A couple of years ago, whatever it was, they said, boys have at it, right? And, and, and it looked like, all right, let these guys beat and bang and, and, and crash it up and, and show raw emotion. But now we see it with, with the champion and Kevin Harvick, who I think is maybe the best heel in NASCAR, Kevin Harvick is, uh, and they they try to defuse it. Well, I mean, that, it might should be they be doing that? I, they they have to keep some semblance of civility, right? I mean, you can't. I don't think NASCAR wants it to be WWE on wheels, which is what it becomes if if somebody's not policing it on the other side. Um, you know, with the, with the the team's going to Martinsville for the last time with this car, with it being a short track. And uh, these teams never have to worry about using these cars again. I, I think that, you know, there might be a little more leeway this weekend than it had, perhaps had been in the past. But um, I think Elton, it was Elton Sawyer who was on um, the morning drive earlier this week. And, you know, he talked about that uh, he, there's not going to be shenanigans with, determining who gets in and who doesn't get into the the championship four and if they see any you know any uh, evidence of that that they you know they're going to step in the problem is you know like you saw with blaney um somebody comes around out of the blue like austin and dylan and has a bonehead mistake and right. the next thing you know somebody who was pretty secure in his position in the championship four finds himself on the outside looking in it's only one point behind kyle bush but he's certainly not as secure as he was you know entering um last weekend's race at kansas speedway so uh it, i think it's going to be interesting to see how nascar polices things i you know i would imagine that um the people's champ will you know have his have his spot and uh Unless Kevin Harvick thinks otherwise, it'll you know it'll be uh, it'll be fun to keep an eye on on those two. I think more than anything, but um, you know I don't know how NASCAR polices nefarious intent, you know, without having you know cut and dry evidence. Right. So are we are we just playing for one position here? Looks like uh, Lar of course Larson's already locked in. Of course Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin. It'd be shocking to see either of those two not make it now. So we're we just fighting for well, one I, position. Know, I, I don't think Chase is as secure as Denny because Denny's got all the backup points. But um, you know it's um, I you know I I think Chase is vulnerable. I think Kyle's vulnerable. I think Ryan Blaney. I mean though you know those three guys will probably be the ones. Um, you're looking at on the other side of that, Martin, Brad, Joey, they've all won at Martinsville. The only person who hasn't won at Martinsville is Kyle Larson. And, you know, he's locked in. It doesn't matter. And Blaney. So, you know, anybody, any of those, um, you know, I would say any of the guys, any of the seven guys can win tomorrow. And if somebody comes from below, uh, you know, Brad Keselowski, Logano, or, or Truex and wins, then, of course, Kurt, it's upside down. So um, I don't think you can look at it that way, that these guys are, are secure in their positions, and I bet they're not going to sleep well tomorrow the night either, rather. 
Yeah, it's that time of season. You know, I always hated it when I raced for points back in the day. And no, it wasn't at that level or anything. But it seems like when you get down to the end of the season, and in fact, we talked about it with Blake Hahn just a little bit ago. He talked about he was getting sick to his stomach leading up to these last couple races. Prior to the races, he would get sick to his stomach. I can't imagine these guys with everything that's on the line that they're sleeping well right now. No, uh, and because it's somebody wins and they're in, and so it's like you know somebody can have issues. I mean, somebody can get wrecked. It's um, I, I don't think that there. I don't think anybody other than Kyle Larson is sleeping well over these last few weeks. Yeah, that's that's a good point. After especially after what we saw last week. I mean, it, you know, all the issues that people had last week, and and guys that you figured would really. Uh, be penalized with problems last week ended up not bad at all. Right. Like, well, you know, I mean, Martin you, Truex you compare, Jr. You know, you look at Denny and you look at where Harvick is and, you know, how quickly um, Harvick became irrelevant, right? I mean, Harvick right. had the best the best record last season and, and didn't even sniff the championship four. So, um, you know, the, it's uh, this is why NASCAR set this deal up. I mean, if if Larson doesn't win the championship, it's egregious, right? Because you can't, you have a year like that and, and you're not the champion. It, then it's not a true body of the work for the, um, you know, a, a true body of work that decides the title. But I mean, it's been that way now for, gosh, you know, eight years, nine years. So it's, um, it, it's, it is what it is. Well, you're, you're, you I remember, I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say you remember a year ago when Chase Elliott uh, had to win. I mean, at this time a year ago, Chase Elliott was out. We didn't think he'd make it at all. And he wins that right. next to last race, and then he wins in Phoenix to win it all. Yeah. He, he had a lot of help, too. you got to have a lot of help. He right. did. He had, a, he had help. So, um, you know, that's just how it I guess that's just how things, you know, how it just transpires. But right, um, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to sitting up there between, you know, sitting up in the press box and um, just watching it all unfold because you you can't you can't sit here today and, and write the script. No way. Um, you know, would I would I put a, a you know fifty percent chance on writing the script that Larson wins again? Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I really don't think I can sit here and you know ha- have any idea what's going to transpire tomorrow afternoon hey let me ask you lee hypothetically just just a hypothetical question here do you think if nascar went back to the old point system fans would show up versus the playoff system that, that what i'm you, sorry you were breaking up a little bit do you think fans if we went back to the old school point system versus the playoff system do you think fans would come back to the racetrack if if they went to the old point system as it used to be back in the day? I mean, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, I kind of doubt it. I think the fans that have left were, you know, are, are gone. I mean, I just don't see how you bring them back. Um, you know, they've probably moved on and found other interests by now. But, yep. you know, I think the... the the key for NASCAR is cultivating new fans and the, you know, the diehard fans that, that bring their kids and their grandkids to the racetrack. So that's going to be the key to, to building the sport. And 
having young, exciting drivers that, you know, like a Kyle Larson who can race anywhere and attract friends, fans from and everywhere, um, you know, and bring them into the NASCAR fall. I think that that's kind of where they have to look at. I don't think you look at the fans you lost. You look at the fans you can gain. Right, right. Okay, Lee, listen, we've got Seth Bergman on the other line. We're going to talk about his big win at Creek County last night. We'll let you get on, cool. down, get on down to Martinsville. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a safe trip down there. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks, guys. Be safe. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Lee. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the phones. That, that was Lee Spencer joining us. Let's go right now to Seth Bergman, who picked up the win night number one at the Fall Fling down at Creek County last night. Seth, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You, you kind of just stopped him last night, didn't you, bud? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say stomped him. I feel like we were really good, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, uh, the moves that you were making around some of those guys were power moves, especially getting up off a of turn four. You're able to go around those guys on the outside. Just talk about your car last night and how good it was. Really good. Uh you know, we've taken some time off. It's been hit or miss this year. Raced a bit, um, and then really not raced much in the last three, four months at all. Um, all right. But we've been working hard in the shop, Nate and I. Uh, we put a brand-new car together, a uh, brand-new Triple X, and we've been working hard uh, to build speed into it. And, um, a lot of good stuff going on with that thing. And Like I said, we've spent a lot of time and thought trying to put our best foot forward with it. And we brought it to the track last night, and it was really good all night. We had our Scott Baylor racing engine in, and just the whole package we put together uh, was really good. Like I told Scotty on the interview last night, last night for us was kind of a uh, – last night for me was almost the first race of 2022. Uh, kind of we had our car there and some things we're going to do next year in preparation. So it was a really good night, really yeah. good start. Boy, it was pretty close there one time. I can't remember which Morton it was, but one of them biked up in front of you, man. It got pretty tight there for a second, didn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, it's Creek County, so what do you expect? You know, they had it in prime shape last night, and really on any type of track anywhere. That's I love the surface that they provided us with last night because it got technical, in my opinion. You know, there was a top, the middle was kind of slippery, and then if you wanted to hit the bottom, you had to slow down to do so. And, you know, Creek is pretty small, but it's actually wide, so you can race. But I always love going there, and I feel like the wind there, you got to, you got to run both pedals and use your head and stay out of trouble. And the way the track got, like I said, it got technical. So you, you, know, you had to get through traffic and you had to be on top of your car. And so it, cre it was creek in its best form, in my opinion, last night. Yeah, talk about your, your new relationship and, 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 and looking forward to your season coming up next year. You've created some great opportunities for yourself, haven't you? Yeah, um, and, you know, creating great opportunities for myself and my team uh we're also helping brian paver and garrett williamson out and, right um trying to get their program in a better direction and now they're fairly new to all this and they just um i guess need some guidance and some help and they chose me to to be that guy for them so i'm going to try to do everything i can to, to help mentor garrett and help get their program going and um so they can you know go to the track with respectable equipment and hopefully get results too so that's kind of where where all of us are at with that but you know brian uh brought us on board myself and nate who works for me now it's all kind of a, a big team deal and 
Uh, we have exciting plans going forward. You know, I haven't raced a lot lately. We've been focusing on getting some things right over there and getting Garrett going. But, uh, you know, there's some plans in the works to where I'm going to run quite a bit again next year, and he's going to come along with us. Talk about Garrett. It, he, that kid has some talent, man. He gets up on the wheel, and he's pretty fast at times. He, he just needs that veteran leadership to kind of help him through the process a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of long, young guys, you know, there's there's a learning curve they're going to have to go through. Um, you know, him, like a lot of guys, have a lot of natural talent. But if you can help speed that long learning process up it's a lot less painful and probably a lot less money spent um for the owners and stuff along the way so that's kind of what i'm there for yeah hey seth congratulations on the win last night you got to look at this weekend as the opening weekend for 2022 for you the way things are set up right now just uh what do you what do you do now after this weekend and then leading into the first race of 2022 uh, we'll take a look at it. We've been planning on this weekend here for a while just because it's so close to home for me. and uh, Not really sure what's going on after this. We have some talks of maybe going to Arizona um, for us and finishing out the year out there. But now this news of Terry taking over ASCS, I've kind of just been waiting around to see if something like this happens. So um, I think we're gearing up to go back on the road next year. So I'd, that might change some things we do this winter. But as of right now, I know we're going to race tonight, and then we'll just kind of see what unfolds going forward. But either way, whether it be this winter or early early start to next year, uh, we will hit the ground running. You know, Seth, I really think uh, I said it earlier when we had Blake Hahn on the show that I thought you'd be right in the middle of the championship run this year. But unfortunately, you had quite a bit of bad luck at the start of the year, tore up some equipment. Things weren't going your way. Um, you're a veteran of the Luxor ASCS National Tour. You've been out there as many years as anybody since I've been out there. Your thoughts about Emmett Hahn selling this series to Terry Maddox, and do you feel that that's going to help the series in the future? Um, I do. I First of all, I have nothing but respect for Emmett um, and what he built. That was, you know, Emmett and ASCS are the reason that myself, my family, and, and our team came off the west coast i mean he put something together that was very lucrative um and it was really good for a lot of years and even to this year they still offered you know quite a bit of money in their points fund and there was a lot of good things going on still but um so first of all i have nothing but respect for him and his family and what they've done and they've provided me with somewhere to race um kind of you know given our race team purpose over the last several years and but, I mean, like all things, things change and move forward, and I think Terry is probably the best person for that role now. He seems young and very ambitious and really seems to care what his racers are thinking, and it seems like he's trying to make sense out of everything, and I think that's what ASCS needs going forward is um, I like what he's doing with the schedule, trying to centralize it, which for me, I think if you guys like me, works really well and mm-hmm. gets us back interested and already talking about pumping some money back into the points fund and doing some good things like that. So um, if we have a leader like that in charge that's trying to pump things back up and get things going in a a healthier direction, then, you know, I know myself and my team and some of the people I'm involved with, we're all about it, probably commit to doing it full time. You know, he's talking about doing group qualifying, maybe moving a little closer to the all-star format. What do you think about that? Uh, I'd be all for it. Um, we're in the passing point format for a long time, and there's a lot of good things about it. Some nights there's some things that 
know, maybe aren't the best, but I think there's flaws in every format. But as far as the qualifying format goes, I I think I'm more uh, in favor of that. Just quali- when you qualify, you kind of determine your night on your own. You know, I'm big on finding speed in the shop and doing our homework. So it's nice when you go to the track, um, you kind of put your starting positions and the rest of the night in your hands, whether that be good or bad. You go out there and throw down, you know, the the most speed and the best lap you can and it lines you up for the rest of the night. So I would rather be lined up off of what you've produced on the track rather than just drawing a pill. And some of the talks he has about tweaking a qualifying format, I think sound really good. So I'm excited to see kind of how that plays out in the future. Uh, how different do you see things tonight? It's an hour earlier starting time tonight. Uh, what, what do you, what do you see for tonight's race? Hopefully a lot of what we saw last night, I mean, I, I can't see how it's going to be much different. The weather's similar. Um, I'm sure the track will be close to how it was. And hopefully everybody, I know there was some tore-up stuff last night. Hopefully everybody can get it fixed and come back tonight. And Terry did a great job last night um, on getting started and running the show. I mean, I think the feature was over probably about 9.30, which was great. Yeah. And we got out of there and went and washed. And it wasn't a late night. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I think he started an hour earlier tonight I think it'll probably be over early, which will be great. I know he's doing something for the kids afterwards with Halloween, so it should be fun. We're just looking forward to having fun and hopefully get another win. Yeah. So am I hearing correctly that your plans are, it sounds like to me, that you're possibly going to run with the National Tour next year? Is that that your plans? I got no reason to hide it or be secretive. I mean, that's the talks that I'm having uh, with my dad and with Bryant, owner of Garrett's team, and some of our other partners that, yeah, I mean, I, we're all, I mean, pretty much all but committed to doing it. I told Terry we would do it. Um, Garrett wants to do it. They want to do it. I think it'd be great for both of us. That's one thing that, there, that, that one thing there, the championship and a few other races out here have always eluded me, and yep. I still feel like I want to go do it, and I have the fire to do it, so I think we're going to try to put something together, so we can go try to track that down and maybe get some of these other wins and things done that I want to do as well. Before we let you go, I got to ask you, you know, Terry was talking about eliminating the trip to the Northwest and to Pennsylvania, uh, maybe cutting down on some of these long trips, kind of working the Midwest a little bit harder. Your thoughts on all that? I think it's nothing but great. I think he's got a lot of teams here that he can draw from. I think he'll get a lot of support by trying to stay in the Midwest and, I think just, I don't know, with times, how they are right now and and diesel being so high and just a lot of things factor into it. But I think him focusing on, for the most part, I'd say 90% staying in the Midwest is probably a good thing for ASCS right now. I think you can kind of rally up a group of people in the Midwest. And I don't know how many full-timers he's going to have, hopefully quite a few. But I mean, even if he doesn't have the most full-timers the first year, he's if he's in this area, he's going to have a lot of people to draw from and and hopefully that's what happens, and hopefully, you know, himself and the people he's got in the series and all their series sponsors and everybody everybody involved, hopefully they right. can get it going forward and get it in a good direction for out here and, you know, maybe gain some traction this first year of ownership and then hopefully, you know, set sail in a really good direction and gain a lot of popularity and help. And that's what I hope. That's what I see. And if that's the case, then we'll probably stick with him for a long time. I, you know, I, I thought I would get a different answer from you, Seth, because you went up there, you won Dirt Cup, right? You picked up that $15,000 check up there. That's in front of your family and your friends. It's where you're from. 
I figured it, it is, it, and that, it, that area always has a spot for right. me. I love going out there. Uh, I mean, I, I've won the Dirt Cup. I've won their 360 Nationals twice. I've I've done a lot of good up there. So right. I don't, you know what I mean. I've I've done some things up there that I feel good about. There, and I live in the Midwest now. We've relocated, right. start a family out here. So this area here is just as much a part of me now as, as what was out there. But and there's a lot of things out here that I haven't done that I want to do. So. I kind of have my sights set on, you know, this area right now. Right, right. Hey, tell us about those young uh, people helping you celebrate last night. You had quite a family there. Man, you had a crowd with oh, you. Oh, yeah. We had a crowd. Uh, my wife has uh, our family. I mean, her side of the family is here. Um, mom, dad, sisters, kids. I think you saw there's a lot of kids in the picture. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of young ones in the family right now running around. So that's, that's fun to bring them to the track and let them experience that and, that was actually my son's getting old enough now to walk around and know what's going on. It was really cool. Last night was the first time that I got a win when he was awake to be a part of the pictures <laughs> and stuff, and he was thrilled. I mean, I can see it in his eyes that he's hooked and loves it. There's no better feeling than seeing you know the little one after the race and seeing how excited they are and and having them be a part of it. So that's uh that's fun too. You know, having the family there and the kids and the excitement on everybody and letting them experience it. Like I said, so. It's all good. With the with the the family business and traveling next year with the national tour, I think you're gonna have to lean on your wife just a little bit there, aren't you? Yeah, I mean I already do anyways. I mean all my right. most of my time is spent whether I'm racing or with Garrett right now, I'm out in the shop every day or um so, you know, she she's the coffee woman and she handles a lot of our day to day operations. She's kinda of the brains behind it all. If there's if there's anything wrong or whatever needs fixing, I'll go over there and do it. But uh, that's that's too also why a centralized schedule for me works really well because we can go and I can be home almost every Sunday because you know we have businesses going on now and the kids are growing and at school things change but uh, as much as things change I still want to race and be competitive on that forefront too so if we can make that make sense and I can do all this and be here for all that um, it goes hand in hand I think. All right, Seth. Well, good luck to you tonight down there at Creek County. What's it paying tonight? Two grand? I think it's two grand to win tonight. Yeah, it was 2009, 2009. Yep, good enough. All right, Seth, good luck to you tonight. Thanks for taking the time this morning, getting up early. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be watching tonight on Racing Boys. Absolutely. No problem. I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Yep. Th- thanks, Seth. There you have it, Seth Thank Bergman you. again, joining us here on Track Talk. A good guy, family man. Got a nice coffee business going on down in Owasso, Oklahoma. That's where he lives now. That's where he calls home. He's not a Pacific Northwest. I was a little surprised to hear him say that he's okay with him not going back up to Dirt Cup at Skagit Speedway after picking up that $15,000 Dirt Cup victory, what, three or four years ago. Well, you know, everybody's looking at the the cost of everything. He's got a business. Uh, that he's got to oversee. He doesn't want to be out of town that much. And he made his home in Owasso, Oklahoma now. Right. So. For sure. Um, do, are we getting a hold of Austin? Yeah. Oh, we got him. All right. Let's go to we the, got him. Let's go back to the phone and bring on one of the Racing Boys producers. He's down at the All-American 400, Nashville, Tennessee, at the fairgrounds. Austin O'Neill joins us now. Austin, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, Not too bad. Have they been able to get on the track at all down there? They've had some rain too, right? Yeah, they had rain all day yesterday, and they were supposed to run their weekly program, and that got canceled around noon. Um, but today's 
is looking pretty good. They just had a rain shower go through, but we should be able to get on track this afternoon. Austin, what is the car count down there for the All-American 400 this year? That pre-entry was looking like 30 to 40 Supers and 40 to 50 Pro-Late models. And, and the Pro-Late models are crate motors, right? <laughs> I think so. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you grew up uh, watching your dad race late models. Um, uh, me, personally, I love asphalt late models. I, uh, there's nothing greater than watching back in the day your dad, um, Jeff Klim, uh, Clint Boyer, uh, the list along of people, Tony Pittman, people that race late models out there at I-70 Speedway. Uh, you're pretty passionate about those kind of cars, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big part in our family, so I I definitely uh, try and like, embrace as much as I can and and learn a lot about it, and I'm definitely excited to be down here and see what see what it's like to run, you know, pavement for uh, for for a living. Who are some of the top? Now, I think Cody Coughlin won this thing last year. Who are some of the top names that we're going to be looking at uh, for tomorrow's race down there? Do you know? Uh, there's a couple. I need to check out the uh, oh pre-entry list again. Uh, I know Ken Strader and Kenny Walsh will be running some street stocks. Um, Sammy Smith just won the Winchester. He'll be down here in a super. Um, those are only the big names I know Stephen, so far. Stephen Nasi, I think, uh, is there. So yeah, there's some uh, pretty big, pretty big names that we'll also see at the uh, Snowball Derby coming up right right in uh, early december too that's always a big race now, kyle bush has his own late model team does he have some cars down there this weekend austin yeah i believe so i believe that's that who that sammy smith drives for yep um i don't know if he has any other teammates but i know he'll at least have one car down here this weekend yeah um i'm not for sure but didn't gosh i'm trying to think Hampke. Didn't didn't he buy Hampke? I'm not sure. I, I think he did. I think he did. I thought I, I think Kyle Bush bought Hampke. We're not gonna tax uh, Austin too much. He's a sprint car guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> come down here. I got a lot of a lot of learning and catching up to do on, on who's who's the big move around this, this place. The uh fairgrounds, so you know, there's always been a talk of you know, maybe the Cup series going back to NAF. Uh, the fairgrounds. They went to the uh, big uh, super speedway out east of Nashville earlier this year. So Nashville's uh, always been a big racing town. Are you getting the the feel and the flavor of just everything about uh, the fairgrounds and how centralized that is in Nashville and uh, just how big people love racing down there? Yeah, you can definitely feel the atmosphere when you when you get down here. Our hotel's probably five minutes from the track and all the traffic and people walking around and just uh it's definitely like you said centralized in the city and it's a big uh big part in the town's history and it's really cool you're driving around last night and you can see where the indycar race was um over the bridge and yep. all the stadiums so yeah it's a definitely a, a really cool atmosphere down here yeah no doubt i would love to be down there this weekend um unfortunately that's not going to work How's the weather down there this weekend, Austin? It's kind of chilly, mid-50s. Uh, we just had rain go through the area, but the rest of this weekend and, and tomorrow for the big 300 lappers should be uh, really good for us. Is your dad chomping at the bit to drive one of those cars when he's down there? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think he uh, he hasn't really said anything about wanting to race um, late model stuff again. I'm, I'm trying to talk him into a sprint car, but who knows with him? Uh, I don't know. No, no, we don't need your good dad luck in a with that. Car. We don't need him in a sprint car. We don't want him to get hurt, right? Uh, we just we don't. Yeah, for sure. We just I want to see him do it for like five laps just to just to let him feel what it's like. Well, we're gonna have to get him a bigger seat than yours. If we do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Austin, we're going to let you go. Thanks for checking in with us down at the All-American 400. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy? Yep. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right. Austin. All right. That's Austin O'Neill checking in from down there. Hey, I, I want to remind everybody tonight, um, the World of Outlaws are back to the birthplace of the World of Outlaws. 1978, the World of Outlaws had their first race. Devil's Bowl Speedway. Devil's Bowl Speedway. Um, tonight you can watch all the NOS Energy World of Outlaws down at Mesquite, Texas, at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Tonight uh, the broadcast is going to get underway at 6.45. That would be 5.45 Central Time. And uh, you can catch all the live on all the action live on Dirt Vision. I think Dirt Logan Schuart won the last time they were at Devil's Bowl down there. He's... Pretty good on these bigger tracks. He finished second last night to Carson yep. Macedo, who is so dominant at Lawton Speedway My last gosh. night. He had a five-second lead. I know. Lead. It was crazy how much he beat him by last night. I mean, he had it really going on. Yeah. There's nobody even come close. Donnie Schatz and uh, Brad Sweet were fighting it out for that third. Sweet got it around him for third there once, but Schatz passed him on the last lap for but that what you're, podium But what spot. you're forgetting to mention is Aaron Reitzel, what he was doing yeah. during that race. Listen, I, I don't I don't know this to be fact. I've not asked anybody this. But since Aaron Reitzel's returned in the eight car, it seems like the other World of Outlaw teams are racing Aaron Reitzel different than other drivers. Yeah, I don't, I've, I don't I've seen know, that too. I don't know if it's because the World of Outlaw drivers looked at Aaron Reitzel as you were cheating and beat us, and they're pissed off about it. I don't know. Could be the way that Aaron Reitzel races the other guys, too. I, I think there's more about they feel that he's a cheater. Because Aaron Reitzel was the one that made the decision to run the car with the, with the thinner tubing. He was the one that tried to sneak that car through the inspection, and it didn't happen. And I think some of the other teams are a little... When I watch people race Aaron Reitzel, and they're up front and they're racing, it seems like they race Aaron Reitzel a little more dirty than maybe some of the other guys. Well, I think there's some of that, but I also think... It's the old Roots adage, you know, we'll race you the way you race me. And Aaron Reitzel, as you well know, Aaron Reitzel, he, ra he races, you know, he's he's not an, he's not easy on the guys he's racing around. Just Aaron, put it that way. Aaron Reitzel is not. Listen, when you see that right rear coming from Aaron Reitzel, you better take it freaking serious because that baby's coming. He's not faking it. Right. That that guy when you when he throws the right he's kind of like a Brian Brown. When that right rear's coming, you better back it up a little bit because he's serious. He's not playing. And he will feed you that right rear. 
I promise you, Aaron Reitzel is one. I'm going to say it right now. Aaron Reitzel could be the best heel in sprint car racing at this moment. Well, no doubt about that. But I, I do believe that it has more to do with the way he races people than uh, than the issues that they had, you know, cheating and all that. Kirk, with I was just car. talking about his right rear. Did you hear that? That ran. That's I what I'm made? saying. That yeah. I'm I'm saying that has more to do with it than the issues with the I, I, I cheating think, with the race car. I think earlier. they're racing him a little bit different. Sure. And I think it has something to do with him being a cheater. Well, I, again, I think it I, has more to do with the, how he I, races people than that. I, 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 listen, I've been watching some of these guys. I watched before he got thrown out for 30 days, and I've watched since he's been back after those 30 days, and I think the guys are racing him a little bit different. I think they, I think they're just a little bit ticked off that he got a few wins. Now, did they did they take those wins away from him? Didn't he have four World of Outlaw wins when he got suspended for thirty days? I think it was four wins, I believe. Yeah, and I assume I assume he paid the fine, or they would never allow him back in. <laughs> he had a big fine to pay Obviously. too. Yeah. So right. yeah, just going to be fun to watch uh, racing tonight down at Devil's Bowl. See how that. How that goes. Tell everybody about our races tonight. Chris. Tonight, we've got the final night of the Fall Fling at Creek County Speedway featuring the American Bank of Oklahoma ASCS Sooner Region presented by Smiley's Racing Products. Uh, it's not the final race of the season, by the way. they got two more races coming up on the 19th and 20th of November at Caney Valley Speedway. But tonight, you can watch it live on Racing Boys Hot Laps at 530 First race at 6 o'clock, and also you'll see the Power Eye West Midget Series in action after Jonathan Deason picked up the victory last night. So those two classes, that's the show tonight. So pretty uh, efficient program that ran quickly last night, as we talked about with uh, Seth Bergman. It got over with about 9.20 last night. So uh, it'll get over in pretty good Time tonight I lo- I after starting the, at 6 o'clock should be a great show. I looked up the clock last night. Me and Dieter were down here. We were watching the races. We were cleaning up the studio and everything, and it was like 9.05, and they yeah. were pushing them off. Right. That's awesome. I love that. Love it. Yeah. yeah so it's sure. going to be a great night of racing, so we'll be tuned in. And if you can't make it to Creek County Speedway tonight, we'll have it live right here on RacingBoys.tv. All right, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show today. And what a great show. We want to thank all of our guests, Blake Hahn, Terry Maddox, Lee Spencer, Seth Bergman, Austin O'Neill for checking in down there at the All-American 400 in Nashville. Good show today. Don't forget the debut of Mostly Motorsports will be January 10th at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. It will air midday. It's going to be a midday show, folks. 11 in the morning till 12.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, it will be live, and we'll have the best guest in the nation on that show, I promise you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it. We're going to kick it all off down at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals, January 10th at 11 o'clock. We hope that you'll all tune in for that show. We'll play a lot of the best of on Saturday mornings here on Track Talk, and uh, I'm just I'm really pumped up about the new show. we got a lot of things going on behind the scenes, trying to make things happen. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And a couple of more events today. The yep. NHRA is out at Las Vegas at the Strip this weekend. We'll watch that on FS1. FS1 also has the Camping World Truck Series at noon today from Martinsville. Five o'clock is the start time for the Xfinity Series, and of course the Cup Series tomorrow at one o'clock. So lots racing still this weekend. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's all been brought to you by our good friends over at Lucas Oil Products. We want to thank Forrest Lucas, uh, Brandon Burns, Steve, Dave Wanzer, Tom, everybody over there that helps the Racing Boys the last, I don't know, dozen years here on RacingBoys.com, RacingBoys.tv. For Kirk Elliott, for Adam, for Todd, I'm Scott saying we'll see you next week right here on Track Talk.